Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me Don't change me And we've certainly woken up. That is the theme to the FIFA Women's World Cup. And as I said, we've woken up to what is become just an incredible tournament and the eruption of national pride as the Matildas take on uh, all of us on an exhilarating ride in this uh, World Cup. It's captivated the country in a manner arguably never seen before. Now, you need to ask yourself... Has there been a moment involving an Australian team, and that includes our wildly successful cricket sides, that got anywhere near the fervour associated with the Matildas? And we can relate back to an Ashes series possibly here in Australia. What the Matildas have achieved in the Socceroos a year earlier in reaching the round of 16 at their 2022 World Cup begs the question, is football or soccer to some now our national sport. Has it replaced cricket? No other national team in Australian sport can attract hundreds of thousands of fans to live sites all around the country like the Matildas or the Socceroos. Maybe Cathy Freeman's night of nights in 2000 at the Sydney Olympics when she carried her nation to victory in the women's 400 metres was the one. Or Cadell Evans beating the might of Europe and South America to claim our first tour to France. But as far as a team sport is concerned, has football, or as we know, certainly to many, soccer become our national sport? It just needed the Matildas to show where the groundswell of support is. And it's no question, it's with the round ball game. We saw it with the Socceroos. And we've seen it now with the Matildas. So I'd like to hear from you whether what I've just mentioned is maybe correct now, as we've all witnessed something that we never thought we'd experienced before. The Temper of Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call, 13 12 55. Of course, we're here for Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 
and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. And I'm going to focus a bit on the Women's World Cup because it's the eve of a World Cup semi-final, a chance for Australia to be at a World Cup final. When years ago, in the four-year cycle, every country in the world partook in a qualification period. And now we're down to the last four nations on the global game. And Australia's one of those. And Australia could win, if they do beat England tomorrow night, could get into the last two. So I'd like to hear from you. How are you going to watch this game tomorrow night? Gets underway at 6 o'clock Perth time. Many will be stuck in traffic, so you'll be listening on the SEN network because the SEN network will be broadcasting it. And we'll be going there about 10 to 6 tomorrow night to get the national anthems and get all the uh, starting lineups with the uh, first whistle blown and the kickoff at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. But how will you hopefully celebrate a moment where Australia will be uh, partaking in a FIFA World Cup, a Women's World Cup? Get on the temper of bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. At the moment, uh, the second half has just got underway in the first of the two semifinals. It's Spain taking on Sweden. It's just kicked off in the second half, and it's nil all. Here are just some of the short highlights of what happened in the first half in the first of the semifinals. Here's a chance there. Caldente floating it to the back post. Alba Redondo across the face of goal. Illustrate knocked uh, totally away. And now it is off the left peg of Natalie Bjorn. Spain first to show in an attacking sense. Spain again pressing. Hermoso. This is Olga Carmona. Goodness me. That looked close. Spain claiming a deflection and a corner. Carmona's not really done the job of getting the ball away. And Rolfa forces a save out of Katakoi. Sweden's first big chance and the young Spanish goalkeeper was equal to it Carmona but uh, there is no further time uh, half time here in Auckland we are no closer to knowing who will win through to Sunday's final in Sydney at the break it's Spain nil, Sweden nil. so that's where it stands at the moment we'll keep you up to date with that as we progress through the second half uh, the other thing is Dave Warner uh, the uh, opening batsman for Australia has got on Twitter and said he's really stirred the pot. He says, an early good luck to at the Matildas hashtag. Uh, he posted this on Twitter. He said, just keep an eye out in case the Poms ask to change the ball. That's from uh, Dave Warner. Ange Postacoglu, he is the Tottenham uh, manager now, says, I'm glad I'm here in London. I'll be able to rub it in uh, a few noses if the girls get up which I'm sure they will. And Socceroos legend Tim Cale has stated, who believes Australia poised to lift the World Cup? I certainly am. Uh, give us your thoughts. Can we go all the way? Uh, get whatever feedback you want. Uh, deliver it on the temperate bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. One of the interesting aspects of the FIFA Women's World Cup is Mary Fowler, who's the 20-year-old. And would you believe today, I thought, what sort of angle should I take? Uh, with this, and i always looking at a different angle. So I was trying for a good couple of hours, trying to get somebody with a business in Papua New Guinea. 
because Mary Fowler, the 20-year-old, number 11 for the Matildas, her origins are from a, a little village outside Port Moresby, Kira Kira. So I was really keen, and I just couldn't nab anybody, actually. Um, I think they may have a siesta, possibly what the Europeans do in the afternoon, because a lot of the business phones just rang out, and maybe they've all taken a public holiday up there, getting ready for the, the big event tomorrow. But Mary Fowler has been just an excitement package. At 20 years of age, she plays for Manchester City. She is just a phenomenal talent. But one of the things that's going to be interesting... Will young girls, when they start playing soccer, will they be wearing maybe gloves like Mary Fowler? Certainly parades, regardless of the conditions. It's no doubt a good luck charm for her or part of her superstition. But this is why she wears the gloves. See, I've got a feeling, I think, mm-hmm. it's because you really deep down want to be a goalkeeper. Oh, <laughs> of course you think that. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I haven't told anyone yet what it was, but... It's a, it's a bit silly, but I, I honestly just wear gloves because I get really fidgety. So usually I train with a ring on, but if it's cold, I wear gloves and I can't wear a ring in a match. So I usually wear gloves. And that's just because you want to fiddle with I just, your... yeah, I just move them around a lot. So, yeah. So there you go. That was Mary Fowler on why she wears gloves. Uh, of course, Matilda's midfielder, Tamika Yallop, uh, also spoke to the media today. And this is what she said on handling the public expectation that will yeah, come are, tomorrow night. Yeah, I think there are, there are times that we definitely allow it in and, and want to feel the same experience that everyone else does. Um, and then there are other times that we do sort of look back just into our circle and, and refocus. We kind of know what to listen to and what not to listen to now. And um, the support that we've felt around us from everyone has been absolutely amazing and, and something that we, we definitely welcome. Um, but we do have a really nice sort of tight environment where we can sort of switch that out and and focus. Uh, Nick Catalano, he's listening to the program. Uh, Of course, Catalano Seafoods, if you're in the market for any seafood, there's only one place to go. That's Catalano Seafoods. Uh, Very proud family they are. He goes, Pietro, so far the greatest win has been Bondi's 1983 America's Cup victory. Uh, As we know, the 40th anniversary of that happens next month and already things are in place uh, to uh, pay tribute to that incredible moment uh, 40 years ago. And it transformed Fremantle, didn't it, to what it was, to where it is now, very much a multicultural hub, uh, very much a place where people love to go out and maybe have a coffee and maybe a drink, and as we know, a lot of sporting heritage down there in Fremantle. The Maritime Museum was certainly developed on the back end of the America's Cup. So, uh, how do you rate uh, the greatest moment in Australian sport? I'm talking about team sport, but as far as an individual thing, even though you can say there's no question that the team on board Australia 2 were a team. They were a team, and they worked with each other to bring uh, the America's Cup back to Australia in 1983. Unfortunately, it only lasted four years. And, of course, in 1987, off the waters of Fremantle, they headed back to the States. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on that as well. One of the uh, big uh, breaking stories of the day for Cobram Estate, Premier Australian extra virgin olive oil, is the retirement of Jack Revolt. As we know, he's decided to hang up his boots. And let's just hear when he made the decision that this was going to be his final season. 
Um, look, it's probably been bubbling away for, for most of the year. Um, myself and Trent had a conversation at the start of the year about really enjoying every moment this year, every sort of last, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, there, there is a time where, I mean, you, you never really wanted to admit it, that maybe it, it is over. Because um, there's always, a, I suppose, an element of, of the what-ifs. But for me... Um, I've really enjoyed those those last moments, whether they be the the the, the last time we played Marvel. Well, actually, not really. I can burn that joint down, but um, no. In all seriousness, but it, like last last trips away, um, the last time you go out for dinner on a trip away together, um, made a really conscious effort to even run out with Trent and, and Does, who have been here. Um, for the majority of my career and have those memories together as well. So um, I don't think it'll, it won't sink in for, for a little bit here. Saturday will be an amazing occasion, not only for myself and Trent, but for, for people that have been involved in our lives, whether they've been um, directly involved or indirectly through supporting the Tigers. So there you go. That was Jack Revolt, uh, a terrific career, as we know. And, uh, you know, with T- Trent Conchard and going out, uh, they've lost a couple of great old stages, just like the West Coast Eagles, who, as we know, have uh, lost three in recent weeks with uh, Shannon Bungahern, Luke Shuey, the skipper, and yesterday, Nick Natanui. And uh, we wish Jack Revolt all the best, 34 years of age, and played uh, football from a very young age. In fact, he made his debut in 2007, 347 games, 786 goals, three-time AFL Premiership players. We know when the Tigers were on that roll, 17, 19 and 2020, three-time All-Australian, three-time Coleman medalist, and also the two-time Ian Stewart medal winner for the fairest and best at the proud Richmond Football Club. So a happy retirement to Jack Revolt. You've given so much, particularly to the Tiger supporters, over what's been a stellar career. One thing that I found very interesting, because we're sort of merging uh, some of the big AFL stories into what's happening with the Matildas. Now, Stephen May was playing for Melbourne against Carlton, and the Matildas were on that last Saturday night. The game actually ran in unison with the match here at Optus Stadium, the derby, the flat derby between the Eagles and the Dockers. Uh, And because of the two-hour time difference, uh, the game got underway there uh, between Carlton and Melbourne. This is what he said, Stephen May, the fullback for the Melbourne Football Club, on playing while the Matildas were on. How did you find it playing when really the vast majority of the crowd for a time were distracted with something else? And and when did you find out the, the result? I'm telling you now, so Charlie and I are in the goal square and um, we heard like a big big sort of cheer and then a bit of a murmur and we're like, oh, they, they must have scored. You know, <laughs> we started talking about the Matildas and like, what's going on? And then we heard another cheer and I was like, oh, they must be in penalties or something. I can't work out what's happening. And then it got to quarter time and, and thankfully during quarter time is when all the big cheers came because that's, I think, when they might have sealed the match. But yeah, it was, it was an awkward sort of one because our game, there was no scoring going on. Yeah, you know, there was all these stoppages, so you could just sort of hear a bit what was going on in the crowd, and then yeah, you could hear them celebrating and then groaning when obviously France scored. So um, it was a weird experience. Yeah, there you go, Stephen May, and of course they didn't have it on the big screen, so the cheering was coming from the concourse and all the suites around the MCG, and that's what they could hear because as soon as the ball 
uh, was bounced. Uh, of course, it focused on the AFL game between the Demons and the Blues, and the only place you could see the Matildas was, uh, as I said, in the concourse around the MCG. And there's been some great shots, as we've seen, of uh, people celebrating uh, the Matildas' win there at MCG, just giving the, the AFL game maybe... Uh, not as much attention, and once the Matildas' uh, penalty win was secured, they headed back to their seats. Uh, half oh, an hour gone in the match between Sweden and Spain. The winner of this will go through to the World Cup final on Sunday, and it's still nil-nil after 60 minutes. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, I'm going to speak to a lady who is the captain of the Perth Glory A-League women's side. Uh, she's on her way. I've just spoken to her. She's about to catch an Uber and head to the airport, because she's going to Sydney. Uh, Tash Rigby is over the moon with what's happening, and she's played and knows a lot of the Matildas players and has spoken to them. We're going to have a chat next here on Sports Day WA.